This ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh. Hello, and welcome to Parenting with a Punch Show. I'm your host, Amanda Poole, founder of Parenting with a Punch, parentingwithapunch.com. Please visit my website to find out all the ways that you can work with me. I am here today to answer some of my viewers' questions. Uh, I will be coming to you every other week, and my um, off weeks, I will be having my special guests. So, be on the lookout. So today, we are going to discuss um, a few questions. And the first question was a parent asking about swearing, specifically elementary age. So here's my suggestion. Let's first start off with every single child is different. And I don't know the ins and outs of your particular situation. So please keep in mind that there is no cookie cutter approach uh, until I am actually able to see the insides and out of the families that I work with. So with that said, uh, any and all behaviors that you pay attention to gets repeated. So if your child is beginning to swear and they're emulating uh, other behaviors that perhaps they're hearing their peers um, or maybe in public that they've come across. My first suggestion is going to be uh, considering that they already know what is to be expected, right? So they know that swearing is not an option. I'm sure parents have made it very clear that they are not okay with the swearing and that it's bad. So let's assume that that is the case. So if you are trying distinguish the swearing, I would start off with replacing the word. So let's say that they are saying a sentence and they use the word shit, for example, and you can respond by saying, shoot, just modeling that one word. So they hear you say the word and you saying to them over and over, do not swear. Swearing is not okay. That's what I'm first going to suggest. And I'm also going to suggest that you pay attention to the language that you like to see. So if they're using appropriate language, then I suggest paying attention and giving them positive reinforcement. Wow, I love how you just use such nice words with your brother, etc. So that's what I would suggest uh, for my mama that had asked about the swearing in elementary kiddos. My next question 
is preschoolers and talking back. So this can be tricky because you want to make sure that the boundaries, of course, and expectations have been set um, and the respect piece is there. And the same thing goes if you are punishing or reprimanding most likely the behaviors are going to keep getting repeated and they're going to continue lashing out and talking back. So I would suggest making sure that you go over once again the rules with your little one and make sure that they are explicit, clear, straightforward so they know exactly what is to be expected and pay attention to when they are making good choices because children want to make their parents happy. So when you're happy, they're happy and it comes around full circle. So my next question is from another mama that was inquiring about their little one, the youngest in the family and emulating behaviors or I'm sorry, wanting to and just kind of wanting to feel a part of, of the party. (laughs) So again, not knowing really like the ins and outs, uh, I would first suggest, and of course, you know, if the expectations and boundaries have already been set, really just maybe laying out, um, an example of something that they want to do and letting them know and just staying firm that with as much patience, patience as you can, which is of course always easier said than done. Um, you know, that they'll be able to do X, X, X or Y later, um, and sort of give that example and then let them know what they can do. So give them the choices as opposed to having to like repeat yourself and say, well, you're not allowed to do that or stop doing that. Give them something that they can do that is age appropriate. I hope that helps. And my last question was addressing race, sexuality, what's age appropriate and what isn't. And this can be uh, a very touchy topic. Um, And of course, this, my suggestions are going to be all based off of my professional expertise and what I have come across throughout the years in working with families in particular with these specific, um, topics at hand. So I first want to say as far as recognizing differences and, you know, in race and sexuality is making sure that we have that question sort of like as a sit down as a family and let them know that there are differences and that, you know, that we can all be different shades, right? Our skin tones and really just reiterating that we all, um, you know, we all bleed red and that of course, not necessarily so uh, gothic for our younger kiddos that you may be explaining this to. But, you know, I say this with, um, with sort of, you know, a heavy heart, because I I had a situation, um, or a girlfriend had come to me, or she was just sharing with me that her daughter, she's mixed. And uh, she had just come back from a vacation, she was a little bit darker, of course. And 
uh, a friend had said to her in school that she made like a mean comment about her being dark and her daughter had come home and like wanted literally was like trying to rub her face and didn't want her skin to be brown. And I just felt that that was so awful for this little girl to experience that. And I just think that it's really important for all of us, no matter what race, to have that discussion with your kiddo from a young, young age and let them know that we all have differences so they can learn. They can see pictures. There's plenty of books out there that you can read and share. So you can teach them, you know, to really just use kind words and be able to, you know, recognize differences in, in other kids. Um, you know, the same goes for the whole sexuality piece and kind of letting children be aware that there are differences, um, with sex and, and same sex, etc. So, uh, not, something else that came up too was like the safety piece, you know, danger. And again, this goes different for each age group, but I think from personal experience that the younger you go, I think that we still need to shelter our kids. I mean, when we were growing up, of course, society is different now and we have so many crazy things going on in the world, but I don't think that they need to know and be scared of like what's going on in the world. Um, I highly suggest, you know, keeping TV and the news to a, to a minimum and having those parental discussions in private or behind closed doors because children can really get anxious. And I think a lot of times we don't really recognize that we could be instilling this anxiety even more in our children. So I, I just suggest that you be a little bit more aware, you know, and of course, as you get older, uh, you can have those discussions with your children, uh, you know, maybe heading into, you know, junior high and high school, you know, depending, I think something else that you should also consider is, you know, the emotional intelligence of your child, no matter the age. So if they are elementary school and they have, you know, a strong sense of social emotional development and you feel that they can strongly handle, you know, being able to give more uh, in-depth information about maybe some things that are going on in school, then I definitely don't see anything wrong with that. But again, I think it's just important to use, you know, your own discretion. Each each and every family is going to have their own um, thoughts and feelings on, on what they think is appropriate to share. And that's okay. But I just think that we as a society today, put a little bit too much pressure and we share too much with our little ones. And I think that it's really important to remember that they're still a child. We can teach them and share with them and, and, you know, create those opportunities of like growth and building and, and, you know, that intelligence and, and set them up for success in that way. But I think we still need to pay attention to, what and how much we are sharing so we don't create this like hypervigilance and anxiety in our kiddos. So thank you again for tuning in to Parenting with a Punch show. Please join me Monday, April 2nd for my special Bali sister who is going to be talking all about essential oils and how you can 
implement them in your daily life, which I just really got introduced to when I was in Bali this year, January 2018. So I'm looking forward to this special show. And um, as always, keep asking for more. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No. This is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh.